Welcome to Evolve, reinventing leadership, building freedom cultures, with CEO and award-winning author, Yvette Bethel. This podcast is dedicated to providing leaders with solutions to build trust, inspire authentic transformation, and improve engagement. Learn about new and tested ways you can revitalize your culture, empower people, and transform your results. This is Yvette Bethel, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome you to Evolve. Evolve explores modern leadership topics and cultural transformation strategies that lead to strengthened work relationships, enhanced flow, and dynamic balance, all grounded in trust, integrity, and emotional mastery. We explore ideas that translate into practical applications for contemporary organizational challenges. This episode of Evolve will explore sandpaper people and attachment styles. And to explore these topics with me is none other than Maria Jackson. Now, Maria is an author and writer for Six Seconds, the largest global emotional intelligence network. She's also an avid gardener and world traveler. Her noble goal is to nurture inner illumination, and she's grateful to work and live in a world where she can practice her noble goal on herself and others. Welcome to Evolve, Maria. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so let's get started by learning a little bit more about you. So please share. Uh, what you'd like our audience to know about you and uh, you know, what makes you interested in exploring the topics like sandpaper people and conflict and, and so on. Sure, so um, as Yvette said, I work for a nonprofit that teaches emotional intelligence. So my job is basically to dive into all fun bits of psychology um, and self-inquiry and then make those super practical for the average person. So it also applies to my noble goal, which as Yvette said, is to nurture inner illumination. So both of these topics are um, really rooted in your inner patterns and then how they express themselves with others. So that's where my interest comes from. I also have a background in psychology. So. This is super yummy and geeky to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love geeking out on these podcasts, so this is very cool. Good, so, good, good. So you mentioned to me that you did not come up with the term sandpaper people, but certainly you're very aware of them. So share with our audience exactly what is a sandpaper person. So uh, a sandpaper person is the person who just rubs you the wrong way. Like they literally feel like sandpaper to your skin. And usually when I say that to people, they, someone comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's, it's a, literally a trigger that when you uh, use the term, it triggers some, you know, idea of a person. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, I can just imagine that sandpaper on my skin and how that kind of feels. <laughs> like someone's like sandpapering your soul, you know, like these, <laughs> they drive you nuts. They drive you nuts. Now, on one side, that's more of, a, I, I, we talked about this earlier about on one side you have, uh, a, a, and, and sandpaper people act like the, the side of the magnet that repulses. Mm -hmm. But there's another side that attracts. Um, 
and 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 tell us a little bit about um, attachment and and attachment styles because they work together in mm-hmm. some odd way. They play out in organizations. Yes. So if the sandpaper person is the one you want furthest away from you, then attachment styles describe the people that you want to be closer to. And this could be in your personal life, like this often comes up with your romantic partner or your kids even, uh, but it also shows up absolutely in organizations. So if you want to be closer to your boss or you're doing conflict resolution with a colleague, attachment styles come up. So what are the uh, attachment styles? There are three attachment styles. So the first one is a secure attachment style, which we all kind of strive to have. Um, and then there's also an anxious attachment style and avoidant attachment style. And people can have a bit of um, a mix of these, but those are the three main ones. Mm. So based on you know your adventures in organizations, <laughs> Which one, what kind of leaning do you come across the most? Um, well, the secure attachment style is the most common. Oh, um, okay. And then people often have a flavor. They'll be, you know, secure anxious or secure avoidant. So how about I just briefly describe like what that means? Yeah. Um, so it's really all rooted in your childhood development. And then what we'll be talking about is how that shows up as an adult. So um, a securely attached person feels safe in who they are. Uh, When they have a conflict with another person, they feel pretty safe in saying, you know, this is the issue I'm I'm having. Could we talk about some ways to fix it? Um, Because they feel secure within themselves. So it doesn't feel threatening to ask for something that they need in conflict resolution. Does that make sense? Yeah, and and what that brings to mind is, A lot of times people avoid uh, saying or bringing how they feel into, you know, the conversation because they feel or they associate confrontation with uh, a fight, you know, Mm. feel like it'll escalate immediately and and confrontation doesn't really need to be that way. So I'm, I'm happy that you're, you're explaining it this way because this is a really, um, calm <laughs> and and easier way of of dealing with uh you know the conversation instead of it escalating into something out of control right right and i think your awareness of your attachment style can help you um see when that conversation is getting out of control and why it might be mm-hmm. so if the secure person feels really comfortable bringing up um, their needs the anxious person, the anxious attachment style person is going to feel like I need to make this better right away. And so actually they might go into conflict too, because if they see it as a way to get closer to the other person. So um, if you think about it in terms of like someone talking to their boss, it might be they have a bit of a conflict. The anxious attachment style person is actually going to be quite likely to go back in there into the boss's office 10 minutes later to be like, let's make this better. <laughs> I, want to, I want to talk about it. Let's make it better. Um, but that doesn't mean they do it from a place of security or that they necessarily talk about it in the most secure way because it's not. It's like, I need to make this better so that I feel okay. I need to make this better so that I feel safe again. Um, And then the avoidant person is not going to want to talk at all. Uh, They really value independence. 
So if they feel conflict, say with their boss again, they're going to say, you know what? I'm independent. I don't need you anyway. And I'm not going to talk to you for the next three days. Mm -hmm. So really different ways of showing up in, in conflict. So that's, that's, uh, I think there used to be a movie where, um, or it was a TV show where you had, uh, people acting out, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but they were acting out, you know, their lines. And then in the background, you could hear their thoughts, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's really going on deep within them. Yes. So, so let's, 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 uh, play with this. How about if you have uh, a sandpaper person, you know, who's uh, in a workplace, and then you have, uh, let's go with the anxious style, because a lot of times there's fear in workplaces, and uh, people, you know, are unwilling to say what they really think. Mm -hmm. So with that background, let's, you know, tell me, tell me what uh, a sandpaper person or, or come up with some scenario where a sandpaper person is maybe a boss is talking to uh, an avoidant or sorry an anxious employee well okay so the sandpaper person would be defined by the person they're talking to um, and it's it's a little bit okay so attachment styles are for people that you want to get closer to that's where it shows up Mm -hmm. um, a sandpaper person is never someone you want to get closer to. So <laughs> like, I'm not actually sure how the attachment styles would show up with a sandpaper person. Probably is just a, your avoidant tendencies would come out. Yeah. <laughs> like I just yeah. want to be, I just want to be away from you. Um, but shall we talk about, you know, an anxious, just in a, in a situation with a boss? Yeah. Because you made an important point. I don't think in many cases, people are not aware they are a sand, uh, considered a sandpaper person because of what you just said. Oh, absolutely. Someone, and, and so this is, I'd like for, I'd like to explore this so that it can help people to see maybe I am a yeah, sandpaper yeah. person because we always listen to these podcasts and think, well, that's the other person. I could name a hundred <laughs> other people like that and they don't look at themselves. And so I'd like for people to be introspective. Right. Um, so, you know, the saying beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say the sandpaper is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> ah, yes. So, um, yeah. someone who might be a sandpaper person to me, uh, might not be to you at all. Right. Because I have my own particular points that have been rubbed raw. Mm -hmm. So, um, for me in particular, actually it's, it's when others aren't considerate. Oh, it just drives me crazy. If there's someone who's particularly not empathetic and not considerate, mm -hmm. um, it they will be my sandpaper person. Whereas for you, maybe it's you know it could be a different characteristic that really just rubs you the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And you know sometimes sandpaper people can can be the product of an environment where there are a lot of demands and. Uh, over time, the, the pressure of those demands uh, cause them to react uh, with, with the people that they work with. And in their minds, they're thinking, uh, I need to get this done. My intention is to get this done. But as you said, the empathy is gone because you know they're in fear mode too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're just trying to stay out of trouble. 
Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, you probably see this come up more often in, in situations of stress. Um, but again, it, uh, my sandpaper person isn't necessarily going to be the same. I don't want to say that sandpaper people are um, just inconsiderate. Maybe mm -hmm. for you, it's when someone doesn't show respect. Mm -hmm. They don't say yes, ma'am, or yes, sir. It just drives you crazy. For me, it doesn't. So again, the sandpaper person is completely unique to the person you are, not who they are. All of us are probably sand people, sandpaper people to somebody. I was going to ask you that. <laughs> yeah. So I was going example, to ask you that. I, because of my tendencies, right? Like if I um, tend to not like when others aren't considerate, mm -hmm. some might consider that I am too considerate and that might drive them crazy. Right. So it just depends on your particular raw spots of how um, your sandpaper person is going to show up for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some some work that I'm doing on trust also, you know, plays this out uh, similarly, because we all trust different people for different reasons, like somebody who has high integrity uh, can be, you know, that meet with the blood, you know, I'm going to say it like it is kind of person. And then someone who's very sensitive and, you know, or they, or someone else who may have something to hide, they don't like that. <laughs> and so they don't trust that, even though integrity in that person's mind is, you know, I'm all about trust. <laughs> right. And someone else can look at that same leader or, you know, whoever it is with integrity and say, oh my gosh, I so trust you because of this. Right. So, and, and that same integrity can be sandpaper, as you say, for some. Yep. Yeah. So it really, I think, ends up telling us more about ourselves than it does about the sandpaper person. Yeah. 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 How interesting. Mm-hmm. So the other idea of the sandpaper person that's really beautiful, why this is such a beautiful analogy, such a beautiful metaphor, is um, they rub you the wrong way, like sandpaper, but they also sand you down to the core of who you are. Mm -hmm. So it's also this beautiful way of thinking about how the sandpaper person, if you look at them in a way that's helpful, they actually show you all kinds of things about yourself. So for me, if, if someone else just drives me crazy because they're not considerate, hmm, maybe I don't offer enough consideration to myself. Mm -hmm. So in this way now, the sandpaper person is helping me to grow. Mm -hmm. So from your perspective, Maria, what do you, how can someone realize when they're being sandpaper? Because we've established that we can all uh, exhibit that quality depending on the situation. So how do we recognize in that moment uh, and, or in, in emotional, emotionally intelligent, in an, in an emotionally intelligent way uh, that we are being sandpaper? To sandpaper. Go ahead. Yeah, so how do we recognize that we're sand, a sandpaper person as somebody else? Mm -hmm. um, I think it really comes down to empathy. You know, um, if someone keeps shying away from you, if they keep avoiding you, if you're talking to them and they like um, literally start getting red, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, those signs that someone is irritated with you 
um, is, is a clue that you might be a sandpaper person to them. And then it's, you know, the only way to really know is to ask, and they may or may not be truthful, but it's a very uh, hard thing to do, but you could ask and say, you know, I kind of, it's a feeling that something's off here. Like, is there something I'm doing that's, that's annoying you? It takes a lot of self-awareness. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of, of security, right? Going back to those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have yeah. to feel very secure to say that because it's you're basically asking to be uh, yeah. <laughs> criticized. And, and you're spot on. I remember I fell into a trap early on in my career in my 20s. One of my bosses said, you know, what do you how, give me some feedback on um, on how I'm leading. Ooh. And, you know, I wasn't in, I didn't know anything about the politics of situations back then. So I answered. <laughs> Well, that didn't go very well. <laughs> For years. <laughs> did you stay at that organization? Yes, I did. Wow. <laughs> Luckily, uh, the the uh, the question came at the end of uh, my stint or that role, uh, okay. so I was moving on anyway. But you know. That just, it ended up being a very bad idea. Right. Because most times people ask questions like that, they want you to tell them what they want to hear. And I didn't realize it then, you know, in my youth, I was just like, oh, they want to know. Right. <laughs> well, you can do this or that. <laughs> I was a sandpaper person. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And that's actually, though, it's a good example of, on the flip side, it, was it a he? A she. A she. Had she um, actually been willing to receive feedback, that sandpaper could have helped her become a better leader. Yeah. So it is, you know, it, it just depends on how, you're, how open you are to receiving feedback and to growing. Yeah. I, I, mean, and, I mean, that's coming through so clearly now. You, you mentioned empathy as um, a tool to use, but I, I'd like to help people understand, you know, because empathy is, is one part of, of the process. But when people are triggered initially by the, the sandpaper, um, what do you suggest they do to, to, to become aware of, you know, what's going on within them and mm -hmm. tap into that? Yeah, so this kind of self-awareness piece. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the first thing, it, it's often much easier for people to notice physical sensations um, rather than the kind of more metaphysical emotional <laughs> sensations. So to notice, is my face hot? You know, that's one way we can know that we're annoyed or is my heart starting to beat faster? Am I taking shallow breaths? Am I literally feeling myself lean away from this person? So mm -hmm. it's actually kind of empathy directed inwards. It's noticing, okay, what's going on with my body? And then the next step would be labeling that emotion. So hmm, I notice my heart is beating really fast right now. Like, am I annoyed? Am I frustrated? Mm -hmm. Am I disgusted? Mm -hmm. And then from there, you can start to unlock what's really going on for you. Yeah. Now, I, I want to shift a little bit to um, the attachment styles, because we spend mm -hmm. a lot of time on the sandpaper person. Uh, 
what can someone do to recognize uh, an anxious or avoidant style and, and, and then, you know, take action that's healthier, more mm -hmm. secure? Um, so it's easiest probably to start um, in trying to notice for yourself what attachment style you have. Um, and it's probably most going to show up in a relationship that you are really close um because that's the kind of person that you really want to be attached to really mm -hmm. to so like i said that's often um, with parents or with a romantic partner um, or even with kids and so what you need to look out for is when we get in an argument what do i do do i feel like I need to go get space. I need to go get in the car and drive for 45 minutes because I just, I need to feel okay again in feeling independent and worthy. Then you likely have some avoidant tendencies. Mm -hmm. If you get in an argument and you storm out of the room and then two minutes later, you're like, oh my gosh, I need to go in there and make up. I just want to hug them. I just need to feel okay again. Likely you have some anxious tendencies. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the argument and you can think through, okay, you know, I'm, I'm safe here and all we really need to do is come up with some compromises. So why don't I, why don't I see how they're feeling right now? Th those are signals of a secure attachment style. And again, they can be a mix. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, so that's recognizing in yourself. You know, I was reading uh, a study or several studies the other day um, so I was doing some research and uh, it was asserted that between 10 and 30% of the people in the workplace have some kind of personality disorder. Right? Mm. And uh, these disorders create certain, uh, shall we say, systems of behavior. So uh, let's take you know, some kind of a narcissistic pattern, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Which, you know, narcissists like a lot of, you know, hey, you look great today. And, you know, you come in and chat and, you know, just keep them, keep that attachment. They, they, they want to feel that attachment uh, when it's, uh, you know, when they're in that mode. Mm -hmm. How can... And I've, and I've seen where this creates uh, anxiety for people. It causes people to want to avoid. It's very difficult to connect in a situation like that. So with your uh, psychology hat on, mm -hmm. you know, what, what, would you, what advice would you give to someone who's dealing with, and it doesn't have to be a narcissist, it could be any of the clusters. You know, what would you say to a person who's trying to navigate that kind of minefield? Mm -hmm. um, well, I would say it really, in my mind, it depends on the, the personality disorder. So for a narcissistic personality disorder, um, when you're dealing with someone uh, with narcissistic traits, it's, I think it's particularly important to um, hold on to what you want, especially if you tend to not do that, if you tend to uh, be a people pleaser, they're just gonna take and take and take. 
Mm -hmm. So you need to kind of stay very aware of what it is that you want because you can't count on the narcissistic person to look out for you, right? Because all the, it's because it's a limitation because they have the limitation of only being able to see from their point of view. Yeah. So, and I think it, you know, it then changes depending on the personality disorder, but for a narcissist, that's what comes to mind. Yeah. So what do you think? it's a, it's a hard one. Because uh, there's so many other personalities in the workplace. Uh, some people want to be attached and want that connection. And so the push and pull of the, you know, they, they draw you in and they push you away. That creates uh, dysfunction. Absolutely. Sometimes people who are secure start to become, um, you know, insecure about things. If they're not aware that they're working with somebody that, it has a disorder. Absolutely. Um, so it, it has a destabilizing effect, especially if that person is a leader. But even if they're not, uh, they're very, they can be very influential and, uh, you know, create, uh, they can create attitudes and biases toward people. So it's, it's a, a tenuous or it's it's just a very difficult situation and each one is is um i think for me i try to avoid becoming food for them mm. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. where, where they are you know drawing on my energy of of giving them what they're needing constantly and i'm i'm really being secure in myself mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's very important because you can undergo a lot of attack by not, uh, bending in that kind of situation. So you have to be prepared for lots of different things. It really depends. I think it's situational. Each person has a different level of strength and tolerance for this type of thing. Right. Right. And, and you know, I watched a, a video the other day with, uh, I think it was Steve Harvey and Monique where he didn't back her up on something she said. And he basically said, you know, I'm going to sacrifice my integrity so I can be safe. And so my family can be safe. And, you know, it was interesting because you see that every day in the workplace, uh, but nobody ever says it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but that's, that's literally what's happening. You know, people sacrifice, you know, what they truly value and believe in so that they can feel safe. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, so it's a complex thing and it's an individual thing. Um, so that's all I could say about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It depends because, you know, I see that sometimes people's values end up being situational if they're at risk you know, your hierarchy of needs becomes safety and security. You're not into self-actualizing and, and, and growing. You into being safe. Yeah. And that's essentially what Steve Harvey was saying. You know, I want to be, I want to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, not, that's human behavior, right? That's human psychology yeah. is to secure those needs first. Yeah. And so when they're not in place, people will adjust and adapt in whatever way they need to. Some people have less need for safety. And right. most people have a lot of it when they have um, 
and they have, uh, you know, bills to pay and children to take care of, and, you know, they, a mortgage. <laughs> mm -hmm. They're going to play. Yeah, and emotional safety too, right? Like yeah. that, that feeling of, of safety. Yeah. Um, which, you know, the attachment styles, I think, is really what that comes down to is how do you try to regain that feeling of safety? Yes. yes. Or did you lose it at all? Well, that's a, that's a good thought. What do you mean by that? Um, I think the, uh, uh, you know, the most secure attachment style person that we can think of, you know, maybe the archetype for um, a secure attachment style. I, I think they can uh, be in a confrontation and mm -hmm. feel very safe the whole time. Yes. I'm very glad you said that. <laughs> because people don't associate safety with confrontation. Right. And that's a powerful place to be. It sure is. And it doesn't mean being a jerk, right? No, nope. nope. <laughs> It doesn't mean being narcissistic or, it means nope. feeling within myself, I am safe. And, and actually in that way, then I can give to the other person a little more because mm -hmm. I'm not being so defensive. Yeah. Yeah. This is such an intriguing conversation. <laughs> another, um, I just want to bring up another intriguing thing about um, these attachment styles. And it's that it's actually quite easy. To, once you are aware of your attachment style and the, the other person that you're in confrontation with is aware of their attachment style, it's pretty, it can be pretty easy to work together in a way that helps you both feel safe. So for example, um, well, a real example, I am uh, secure anxious. So I'm, I'm pretty secure, uh, but I do have anxious tendencies. My partner is secure avoidant. So he's mostly secure and then has avoidant tendencies. Yeah. So when he wants to run out the door, I can be saying, no, 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 stay here with me. You need to feel better. <laughs> yeah. So you could see, look at that and say, whoa, that's, you know, potentially a nightmare in the making. Um, but actually, once we're aware of that, I can see when we're in an argument, and again, this could work for a boss, for a colleague, but I'll just explain in my experience. Um, if we're in an argument, I can say to him, you know what, I can really see that you need to go have some space by yourself. Can we please both set a timer for half an hour, an hour, and then can you promise that you'll come back to me and, and uh, we'll talk about this again? Mm -hmm. So in that way, we're both taking care of, I'm getting the parameters that I know he's going to come back, but he's getting the parameters that he gets to go have time by himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's really, you know, once you think about it that way, and you could do that with a boss too, right? Mm -hmm. Listen, I can see that you need 30 minutes to think about this or a day or two days, but can mm -hmm. we make a meeting that we'll come back together and make this right? Yeah. Absolutely. That's a powerful, um, that's a powerful example. Well, Maria, <laughs> this has been great. Uh, I, I have one last question for you. If you were to leave one bit of advice for people, um, well, let's do two. One around sand, uh, being a sandpaper person and, and recognizing when you're in that mode. What would you, what advice would you give? Um, to clarify, when you feel like you are being a sandpaper person or when you feel like you're being rubbed? 
Well, let's start with you being one, because I'd like for people to become aware of themselves. It's always easy to pick up when someone else is rubbing you. Um, stop and take a breath. Yeah. Which we are doing right now. <laughs> so when people are rubbing you, what do you suggest? Stop and take a breath. <laughs> Actually, it works both ways. It really does. It really does. Well, when it comes to awareness, that is often the first thing we can always do. If we're like, oh, what's going on here? Stop and take a breath. But really beyond that, um, if you feel like you're being rubbed, become curious. Yes. Become curious about what's what's really going on there. And around... One last piece of advice uh, to do with attachment styles and under recognizing yours and and what to do. Mm -hmm. What what would you, what soundbite or would you leave with with us? Believe in the courage to go deeper. Mm. So we could walk through our whole life not knowing what attachment style we are or those around us, but have the courage to, to go deeper with people. And Believe is there it. an assessment or something that people can uh, take to learn more about it? Or are there many of them? That's a good question, actually. I have not looked into that. Um, you see this more in terms of theory, mm-hmm. um, but I'm sure there is. I'm, I'm sure there's a psychological assessment. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, with that, Maria, I'd like to thank you for such an engaging interview. Your insights certainly help our audience to develop the skills that they need to create a healthy culture. This has been Yvette Bethel and Maria Jackson, and we thank you for taking the time to join us on Evolve, Reinventing Leadership and Building Freedom Cultures. Thanks for listening to Evolve, Reinventing Leadership, Building Freedom Cultures. Visit ifbcentral.com to learn more about how you can reinvent your leadership and transform your team, starting with trust.